Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, go through the Silver Age comic Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen with my teenage daughter. Oh, plum Rowland. And although it's been a while. Sorry about that. Together, we uh, talk about stuff. Yep. We talk about the stories, we talk about the people, we talk about the ads, we talk about the relationships, we talk about our Whether or not I want to punch him in the face. Our lives. Sure. Sure, why not? Yes, uh, as I'm sure you, you all must know, uh, it has been a while since we have released an episode. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, yes, life... You know, our life is, we don't make any money from this. We just sort of do this out of the goodness of our hearts and the ability for us two to catch up with each other from time to time. And uh, summertime is a difficult time sometimes. You said time a lot. I did. Summertime is a difficult time sometimes. Also, you said from time to time. From time to time, summertime is a difficult time sometimes. And this time our time stop was taken up by other people and their wanting of our time stop so there were some vacations there were some camps there was some just general stuff sleep that just prevented us from recording but i have learned uh, that my daughter actually really likes doing this <laughs> which was good to know uh, that she's not just doing this to placate me. It always makes you feel a little bit better to know that your daughter is not just doing something because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. That she does it because she does something because she legitimately likes doing something. And now, back to previous promise, I will try to get stuff out as quickly or like in as time in as timely as a fashion as I can. I will try. I will shoot for every week. Hopefully, we will make every week. Uh, until then, I will just say that we're going to keep going, and hopefully, I am really hoping that we get through all 163 issues. What would prevent us from getting? College? Maybe college. College. Yeah, you going away. Well, then you could just make Paisley. I don't think Paisley would get the same... Paisley is a different person. <laughs> Paisley is a different person. I will just say that Paisley is a different person. And I don't think that... Paisley is my younger sister. Right. <laughs> uh, and yeah, theoretically, I could do a podcast with Paisley about this instead of my older daughter. But she was kind of young at the time. And uh, she's not very good with speaking with public things and something like this would really make her nervous and I think that she would be di very difficult to understand. I don't know. Personally I'm just talking into the abyss. So. Well so are we all, aren't we? I mean I am as well. I wasn't even sure anybody was listening until periodically we get emails from people who say hey I really like your show. Those are appreciated by They the are. Way. They're very much appreciated. Should we start talking about the actual comic book now? Perhaps. Yeah. So I guess that's sort of like upfront housekeeping out of the way. So in the future, we will try to get more episodes to you on a regular basis. And um, I think we actually have plans to bring in some guests. It's been a long time since we've had... We've only had two guests, and one of them was my brother. Mm -hmm. So we... I mean, but Uncle Michael's really smart about this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he was bad. I'm just saying that it was my brother. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, he wasn't necessarily a difficult get. 
Although he does live in D.C. anyway. So kind of a difficult guest. So I think in the future, yeah, we we will be bringing in some guests. Occasionally. Uh, people that either are people that we know that we're friendly with or complete strangers who have like who have like podcasts that are of a similar nature or comedians or just people 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 who need people are the luckiest people sure there are we should probably actually get to the comic book but now we will get to the comic book and we start too late we've already started for a long time now <laughs> With the cover. This is uh, issue number 77. This is June 1963. I think we're Four? in 64. 64. Uh, yep, June 1964. So in June 1964, uh, and we have the cover. It is the cover. And on that cover, we see Jimmy Olsen uh, dressed in some kind of superhero gear. It's vaguely Robin Hood-ish? Well, yeah. Basically, it is a green, futuristic-looking shirt with yellow pants and these large red gauntlets with yellow stars on them. Now, these are actually the, um, I believe that this is the uniform of the Legion of Superheroes, the Superhero Legionnaire. Let's call him Superhero Legionnaire. Sure. Colossal Boy. Okay. As we will find out in just a minute. So, but on his finger, you can see that he is now towering over Metropolis and he has his finger out and Lucy is hanging on to his finger and Superman is flying up He's, like, holding her aloft over a freeway. Right. Moving cars on And so, and Jimmy says, Lucy, you've kept me dangling on a string for years. Now it's my turn. Ha ha. I could give you the brush off with a mere twitch of my finger. And uh, Lucy's saying, Eek! Superman, save me! And Superman says, Great Krypton. Well, he thinks, Great Krypton. Somehow, Jimmy has acquired Colossal Boy's power. He's gone berserk. That, okay, I get that she, like, breaks off dates, but that's not, you don't get to threaten to kill her. You're that's not wrong. That's not how that works. You're not wrong. I will say, you know, sure. She's not a nice person, but that doesn't mean you get to kill her. Well, we'll, you know, you'll see. I know, but still. I know. It's not a great, well, you know, the 1960s aren't always known for their wonderful treatment of uh, women. Murder is wrong. Yes. Regardless of the motive. But it's lighthearted um, murder. No, that's not a thing. It's lighthearted murder. Cool motive, still murder. Um, okay, so that brings us to the inside cover. There are no ads, really. I think there's like two. There are a couple of ads and one of those terrible comics that I hate. So there. So we're just going to get to the first to the first story. Do you, do you want to read the first story? I want to go with the last one. Okay. So we get to our first story. Superman is pal Jimmy Olsen. From out of the prehistoric past stalks a gigantic beast to terrorize a modern city. The population huddles in fear. Not even the mighty Superman can halt Titano. But when the chips are down, cub reporter Jimmy Olsen goes into action and meets the awesome ape. 
on even terms as the Colossus of Metropolis. So, in the opening panel, we see there is Jimmy, dressed as Colossal Boy, Superman, falling out of the sky, and he is falling out of the sky because he has been hit by the green beams from the eyes of a very large King Kong-esque ape. And these green beams, we can assume, are made of kryptonite. Right. Because, you know, that's how Superman works. And we do know this, and we know that the ape is Titano because... They call him Titano. Uh, Jimmy, because Superman is falling, and he says, Titano's kryptonite vision knocked me out of the sky! Jimmy, stop him before he wrecks Metropolis! And Jimmy's saying, I'll try, Superman, but thanks. I've got the powers of Colossal Boy, but how can I conquer that giant ape when not even Superman could defeat him? Well, you see, Superman's powers are currently out. Right. So it's not really that Superman couldn't defeat him if he wasn't being affected by kryptonite vision. It's that he's being affected by kryptonite vision. Exactly. So we start. Superman has shown up at Jimmy's place, has surprised him with a... Safe. Burglar-proof vault, vault for his mementos. Doesn't he already have one of those? Um, I guess it's a new one. Yay. So, and he's, this is what they call foreshadowing. Because he's like going in, he's arranging his trophies in the new place, and he's like, hey, I got my Legion of Superheroes costume. Uh, oh, it's like, I, I have all these duplicate costumes that were given to me by the Legion of, Legion of Superheroes when they made him an honorary member back in issue 72. Do they give everyone just like... I'm guessing, yes, that every Legionnaire has everybody's uniforms. That's so dumb. Just just kicking around. Why? Just kicking around their spaces. What is the purpose? And so now we see, uh, as he's going through them, he's like, hey, this shelf is for my super chemicals. Various mystery liquids that he has drank despite his better judgment, which I'm pretty sure he doesn't actually have. Right. Yes. Now, we haven't talked about this in a long time. Well, I guess not that long, but and maybe it's just because of the summer getting away from us. But one of the things that is Jimmy's um, sort of Achilles heel is he just can't resist drinking a liquid from usually from space or from some scientist that he doesn't know what it does. In one case, it was from Merlin himself. Right. Just he can't. I think he, it's he has a drinking problem. He does, <laughs> except it's not the regular type of drinking problem. <laughs> right. Yes, and it's also in this case, when he drinks stuff, yes, he does bad things, but he also does bad things as um, a werewolf. Well, you know that phase that kids go through where everything they see gets put in their mouth? Right. He never grew out of that. No, it would seem that he hasn't. All right, so... He's like, okay, well, I got this shelf of super chemicals. I have this one that Lori the, Lori the Mermaid gave me that makes me breathe underwater for 24 hours. And then Colossal Boy gave me this compound which can turn me into a giant. Why? And Why I, do all these people trust him with this? And, of course, the Elastic Lad serum. Which, theoretically, he doesn't have anymore. No, he does. It's At some point, they said that, um, finally, Professor Potter wrote down a formula. That's a first. Because another thing, okay, so there's Professor Potter, who we are not unconvinced is... He's Lex Luthor. Yeah, we're pretty sure he's Lex Luthor. Because he just constantly is able to test on Jimmy and put him through these horrible things over and over and over again. That endanger not only him, but also Superman. Right. But one of the things that he does always is when he has a machine... Literally, the first time we met him, he almost blew up a city block. And so, also, so he, when he gets a machine... He'll make a 
make a machine or make a fluid that does something, it'll happen. Like it'll it'll have all this stuff and then it'll go away. And when it goes away, like if the machine blows up, uh, he hasn't written down any plans or any schematics or anything. He just sort of wings it. And likewise with these phantom fluids, he just sort of wings it. But I guess finally, when it comes to the Elastic Lad potion, he um, wrote down he, a formula. Right. All right. So and then he next says to all his mystery alien liquids. Right next to his mis- mystery alien liquids, he talks about his mystery alien girlfriends. There are lots of them. Because okay, here's the thing: one of the people that he has up tried to kill him. It's true. So, okay, actually, do you know why they're the mystery girlfriends? Because we're not sure why they like him. Exactly. And we're not. That is the mystery. He really is immoral. Apparently, if you are an outer space girl, you can't get enough of Jimmy Olsen. Which makes no sense, because he's immoral. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, didn't, like, at the end of when he became a Legionnaire, or there was a Legionnaire story where it was Phantom Girls... They were staging it because they knew that Lucy was watching. Right. But at the end of it, they said, hey, you know, he is kind of cute. They have poor taste. So apparently, if you don't live on the planet Earth, (laughs) you can't get enough of Jimmy. I mean, they live on the planet Earth. Well, not anymore. They're, but they are from other planets. This is true. So um, so we have Ilona. Uh, I'm sorry. Allura, who is Allura. a giant woman. Ilona from the Sun Sun of Galaxy, which is actually Venus spelled backwards. Mm-hmm. And Rona. Who the tried luscious to do- kill him. Right. Rona, the luscious doll from another dimension that he, they neglect to mention, that he neglects to mention, tried to murder him. She literally... Like, poisoned him. Yes. And then the police were like, oh, yeah, she does this to pretty much every redheaded dude she, she runs right. into. Right. She just can't get it. I, mean, I think maybe it is the red hair. These are all, you know, these are all people who can't, who just, they just love a redheaded boy. A young, redheaded Lothario. Um, trying to escape. So then, but then he hangs up the one girl that he can really go for, which is Lucy Lane, Lois Lane's sister. Also, I'm wondering when he had time to get all of these pictures of all of these women. I I would like to know when they posed for them. I would like to know. There are just so many questions. But so he gets all of these pictures and he puts them all. He puts them up um, all over his vault. And then we go. Okay, well that's what's going on in the vault. Let's see. Now we're gonna go on an airplane with Lucy. So there's she's on every airplane. Right. So there's only the one airplane. There's so uh, he's flying into they're flying into the Metropolis Airport, and Lucy is on the plane, and they la- they land, and when they land, there is a giant ape. Giant ape. He actually looks kind of happy in the first panel. Yes. Oh, oh, just one. Oh, and one other like weird bit of uh, uh, which is we will just say it's foreshadowing. It's like my pleasure, Jimmy. After all, you're my pal. Now, so long. I'm going to investigate a time warp. That opened a rift into the distant past. I don't think that this will ever come up again in this story. Ever. Totally. This is, uh, this is like, there was once a Saturday Night Live sketch called Wacky 60s Movie, where one character turns to somebody. No. It was called Wacky 60s Movie. And it was a sketch. So, and he turned to his, like, the, the lead, the lead person in the sketch turns to somebody and says, Oh, I'm very afraid of bears. So please don't dress as one. <laughs> and of course, three seconds later. Well, not three seconds later, but certainly at some point, like in the two unit, minutes later, it is Chekhov's gun. Or so Chekhov's bear costume. Right, it's Chekhov's bear. So 
they, anyway, so he's like, hey, I'm going to this rift. I'll see you guys later. This is an unconnected piece of thing. Um, so the plane lands and they find, and uh, there is uh, a very large ape that they recognize as Titano. Hey, it's this dude. Now, er, and then, so Lucy, being Lois Lane's sister. Knows all about Titano. Says, hey. And they're like, oh my God, we're being killed by a giant. We're being just, it's going to destroy us. What's happening? And she's like, oh, it's Titano. Oh. And somebody says, Egads, he could smash this ship to smithereens. Where did this incredible creature from come from? Not Egads, ye gods. (laughs) I think that's, it's Egads is implied. But yes, she actually says, ye gods. We don't know why. (laughs) So instead of, I don't know, running from a giant ape. She approaches it. Leo, no, uh, Lucy Lane says, well, don't don't panic. I'll tell you all I know about Titano. So she then goes into the story of... Story time. Of Tears for Titano, which is actually, which is a very classic Silver Age Superman story where they're sending... Monkey gets launched into space. Right. Monkey gets launched into space, and Lois Lane has an interview with him, uh, but the, you know, is like toying or hanging around with him, and she's like, "I'll I'll interview him when he lands," but of course we all know that uh, he sh- he'll probably die. But while the satellite is out in space, he gets affected by kryptonite or something. Two there's a uh, two meteors colliding to each other. Yep. One of them is uranium, and the other one is made is, is made of kryptonite. So those two things happen. Boom! Um, the satellite crashes back down to Earth, and Titano, uh, Toto, who's originally Toto, becomes super huge and gets um, kryptonite vision. Kryptonite beams shoot out of his eyes. But he likes Lois. Right. And so what we find out is, much like Bizarro, uh, Titano is one of those things where it's like, he's just misunderstood. He's really not trying to right. hurt anybody. He's not really trying. It's just that he's this massive creature that can shoot kryptonite out of his eyes and play with trains as though they were regular trains. You mean toy trains? Right. Play with uh, regular trains as though they were toy trains. And so what happens is they, uh, at the end of the story... Superman, they managed to cage up, they cage up Titano. They no. put, they put um, goggles over his eye, lead line goggles over his eyes so no. he can't shoot anybody. And then they launch him back into the distant past and the age of the dinosaurs so that he can be among giant creatures his own size with the exception of, oh, I don't know, that there were no apes in the time of the dinosaurs. But we're not going to, we're not going to let something like that uh, get in our way. Somebody help the monkey. So, but so they basically, they gave him a place where he could play. Yeah. So then he found a place where he could play. But now suddenly he's back here in the present. And then he, re- he, he immediately busts into the, uh, to the plane, grabs Lucy and is like, oh my God, what's happening? Jimmy sees all this and says, all right, I'm going to, uh, call Superman. So he grabs his trusty signal watch. Now that's an appropriate use for the signal watch. Right. You know what isn't an appropriate use for the signal watch? To put out a grease fire? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, there is one time when, uh, Jimmy Olsen, well, he, he winds up not doing it, but because only because... He specifically can't. Right. But only because he, yes, he, he realized that he could um, but yes, once there was a grease fire in his house, and um, in, contained in a pan, and too. Uh, he decided that he needed to call Superman to uh, take care 
of the grease fire. So, so of course, Superman runs in. He's like, hey, uh, how did Jet? Uh, and then Titano's eyes hit Superman. He falls out of the sky and he's like, oh my God, what is happening? So, so Jimmy drinks mystery liquid. Yay. So meanwhile, an entire monster movie is happening around them where, you know, people are shooting at him. And of course, the gun's having no effect. It's a baby. And uh, he is kind of, he might be rampaging a little bit, but... He's just being shot at. Wouldn't you be rampaging if you were being shot at Probably. by countless people? Yes. Yes. But still, it's still... He just needs a hug. He does. But no arms are large enough to go around him. That makes me sad. No. Don't worry. It is Jimmy Olsen, so it's not going to be a bummer of an ending. Well, except for that one with the guy who only had a year to live. <laughs> There was also that one where they ate the goose. <laughs> right, right. That one where they ate the golden goose. They're generally not a bummer. <laughs> they ate the goose! So, so uh, Jimmy, so what happens is Jimmy goes back to his apartment and says, Hey, remember that colossal thing I got? I bet I could, I could use that right about now. So he goes on, he puts on Colossal Boy's outfit drinks the enlarging compound and um, says, hey, there's a souvenir from a puppet planetoid that might help me get away, get Lucy away from that ape. So Jimmy becomes Colossal Boy and, or, you know, grows to an enormous size and he goes and he finds Titano and there's Titano hanging out with Lucy. And uh, this is actually something that they have covered before in other gorilla episodes where if you do something, the, the ape by law, I guess law of the jungle must copy you must copy what yes what you've done immediately so um he takes the puppet that he has gotten and puts him on a barber shop and so titano takes a closer look into the barber into shop. the barber shop and then what he does is he he Locks sees Lucy down well, the okay first of all he looks staff. in the he looks in the um he looks in the window and he sees that the barber is shaving somebody so he takes Lucy and puts her on top of a sh towering chimney for some reason. Then Titano grabs a tanker truck full of ice cream. I have a question. <laughs> yes, you there. Since when are tanker trucks filled with loose ice cream? I don't know. <laughs> That's not sanitary. Okay, so he grabs a tanker truck full of That's not sanitary. ice cream. And the Whose idea? and the blade off of a helicopter, and he decides that he's going to. So he squirts the ice cream onto Jimmy's face and starts to shave him. That can't be a pleasant experience for Jimmy. No, I would imagine not. So, so as this happens, so he's like, "All right, well, I guess that'll be that's something." <laughs> So uh, then Jimmy's like, all right, well, first things first, I'll lure. So he lures them into the uh, the ocean to keep them away from Metropolis. But still, they almost uh, drown both. And then he gets a bunch of giant ring toss rings. And he throws them onto Titano and disables him long enough so that they can hit him with uh, sleeping gas and put him asleep. And, and so, then guess who shows up? Right. And then, well, the, the, okay, so at, so then that's where Jimmy then rescues Lucy. But not before dangling her over a freeway with moving cars and saying, haha, I could kill you right now. Right. 
And then Superman's like, what's gotten into you? And he's like, I'm joking. And that's not how, that's not how you joke. Right. Well, no. No, that's that is not. That's not a good. That's not a good joke. No. I mean, that's not like, why do firemen wear red suspenders good? That's just. Why do firemen wear red suspenders? To keep their pants up. Okay. Um, so, what we find out. So, and so, Superman's like, all right, well, what, you're, so now you're Colossal Boy? What? And, um. Then guess who shows up? You've heard of Chekhov's gun and Chekhov's bear. Now get ready for Chekhov's mystery space girlfriend. <laughs> Chekhov's giant girlfriend. So now that Jimmy is large, Allura from the giant, the giantess from the planet, uh, just happens to be flying by and sees Jimmy and is like, oh, 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 look at you. How, oh, wow. I've been, I've been watching you? Whoa. Uh, I was passing by your planet. Side My note, monitor's Jimmy's screen. currently being stalked by how many aliens? I know. At least two. So, um, but now, so now that he's gi- giant, Allura's like, now we can get together. And Jimmy's like, um, hey, I might as well. I'm gonna be a giant. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay. But and then... just as he says, okay, just as he says, okay, he turns back down. Uh, it was only a temporary effect, and now he's back to normal size. And Allura's like, shucks. Like, she's like, but I'll tell you what I'll do, because there is uh, Titano yeah. asleep yeah. with lots of rings around him. Yeah. And she's like, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will take this giant kryptonite beaming ape back to my planet. Kryptonite's not really a worry, and everything is giant. So he'll be right. He'll home. find other giant apes to hang out with. I mean, honestly, that's a pretty generous. Offer. It is a very, very generous offer. So Alora takes him back, and um, then uh, Jimmy's like, "Hey, remember we were supposed to go on a date?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to date you after you almost murdered me." But then, so like, she's like, "Absolutely not! I've already got a date with a handsome pilot." I mean, I'm supposed to buddy. You might be hearing some jingling. Uh, our dog, Louie, is is in the studio with us right now. He's limping. So, but what we find out in the very end is, so he goes back to Titano's world. Titano goes back to Allure's planet and finds a girlfriend. Yay. So now everyone has a girlfriend except for Jimmy, except. who just tried to murder his girlfriend well, here's and the act thing. like it was a joke. I think they're engaged. Aren't they engaged? They are technically still engaged, yes. Even though she has decided to blow him off for a... Maybe... She did almost just murder her. Right, but maybe being... Having a fiancé in the 60s was different. I don't know. It was swinging. I don't know. So, but Titano has a girlfriend. And so Titano, it works out in the end for him. And it turns out that the reason why told he... Told you he needed a hug. And told, it turns out the reason why he came to the present is because, uh, remember that... Superman going back to the past? Right, how he had to invest that time rift? Well, apparently Titano fell through that time rift and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So that's why... So he came well, to the future. nothing else of, like, immediate importance. I don't know. They don't show... But they don't show, like, a brontosaurus terrorizing or uh, uh, that, like, you know... I mean, my guess is Tartano has been through one before, so he kind of, like, has an idea of, like, hey, maybe if I go through there. Maybe. But now he's on the planet of the giants with his own girlfriend, which is very nice. Yay, Tartano. Very glad. You know, so, yeah, Jimmy, Superman 
trans pal Jimmy Olsen has ended. This is the second sort of postscript story that they have ended so nicely. Like the other one being Crypto. Like so Crypto that? shows up. There's a story where Crypto shows up and he's like an old dog. And he somehow drinks from some kind of, in the very end, and everybody feels bad for him. But then you find, then basically he gets young. He drinks from the fountain of youth, and then he's fine. Right, and then he's fine. And then he's a happy puppy. So that is the end. Everything ends well for Titano. So no more tears for Titano. Um, so then it brings us to Jimmy Olsen's pen pals. Now, there's one in here that I do want to point out. Uh, it is, you know, normally filled with the normal, like, hey, what about this? Um, and the editor doing all kinds of crazy gymnastics to try to figure out why the small error that has been made has been made. But so they have this one, and he says... Dear Editor, I think your comics are great, but I think you're sissies in the way you punish criminals who are murderers. Ah. For example, on Krypton, killers are never executed but projected into the Phantom Zone. In Metropolis, they are sentenced to life imprisonment. And recently, in Jimmy Olsen, in the story Jimmy's Interdimensional Romance, the villainess, who has poisoned several husbands, ah. is imprisoned in a block of marble? You... Try to make your stories true to life, but never in any of your magazines do you show capital punishment. Charles Qualls, Tucson, Arizona. I think that's against the comics code. Yes, that's the first thing. <laughs> but also, this is a time when we were starting to think, you know what? Uh, maybe capital punishment isn't something that we should be doing. And they bring it up. They're like, hey. Um, sorry, but we can't agree with you. There's nothing unrealistic about prisoning criminals instead of executing them. Several states in the U.S. has already banned capital punishment, and this trend is continuing all over the world. You must remember that society's function is to be rehabilitate the criminal, not punish them. Yeah. Which is, of course, the central argument of uh, prison reform forever. So that then brings us to our second story. I just think it's weird that, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, all in the middle of this, they decide that they're going to take... They they often take these little moments to uh, get on their soapbox and push a, push forth their own agendas, which in this case is, uh, you know, hey, maybe we shouldn't be killing people. I mean, there are worse soapboxes to get on. Yes, but this is, you know... This is one of those things where it is, uh, it, that's the way the trend was going. This is when people were starting to be, think, you know, maybe we shouldn't uh, be uh, doing the execution thing. So, but apparently Charles Qualls in Tucson, Arizona does not agree. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, so then takes us to our second story. No bet is more tempting than the sure thing. The trouble is, it often turns out to be a sure thing for the other fellow. As members of Jimmy Olsen's fan club learn one day, to their sorrow, that their red-haired reporter must come to the rescue of his pal and bring all of his wits into play and turn the tables on the tricky young gambler they called the kid who couldn't lose. And then we see a uh, youthful young man walking out with an armful of trophies and says, Ah, thanks, kids. The old saying goes, Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Looks like I gained. Heh, heh, heh. And in the thing is a group of bewildered teens and an empty trophy case saying, there go our most precious Superman trophies that Superman uh, Jimmy Olsen gave to us for a clubhouse. We're sunk. Joke. How can we tell our hero, Jimmy, Jimmy, we gambled them all and lost? Okay. Okay. So our story opens that 
Jimmy Olsen has shown, he sh- shows up with some posters, and uh, Superman and Jimmy Olsen are giving a lecture where they instantly hard-boil some eggs. At the, at the Jimmy Olsen fan at the Jimmy Olsen fan club, right. It all starts at the Jimmy Olsen fan club. Jimmy Olsen, who has his own fan club. He doesn't need one. He doesn't need one, but of course he has one. He doesn't need one. Because they're all, they want to be pals with Superman's pal. It happens. Sure. And then periodically they get to see Superman. Could be worse. So then the guys leave, and then in walks this jaunty fellow with a pork pie hat. And a pinstripe suit. And a pinstripe suit. And um, so, and they're like, hey, we love what Jimmy Olsen does. Too bad we can't buy him a present. And a guy walks by and he says, hi, kids, I'm Skip Wallow. Guess you heard of my dad. Bet on anything, Wallow. Maybe I can help you out with your treasury problem. So Skip is like, I will bet you $100 against uh, one of your trophies. What does he say? He says uh, that I can make this pencil. Uh, write three different colors with an ordinary... He can. And they're like, no, you can't. Sure. So then um, they give him... They they give him, they put up the trophy. He puts up the $100. And he takes the pencil and he writes the words red, yellow, and blue. He's not lying. Because it is one of those bar bet things that uh, drunk people fall for all the time. Yep. Or inexperienced kids. Global teenagers. So this is basically a whole... That's what this entire story is about, is basically like, here's uh, some dumb tricks that a kid can do to put something something over on people. This is like that that show Brain Games that that where basically it's like, hey, it's an illusion, or it's like, yay, 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 where you're basically kind of like the well, actually guy, only you're making money out of it. Yeah, and so then... Oh, hold on. So after the pen debacle... Uh, he then bets another hundred dollars that he can that, that not no one, one of you can up. jump over his hat after he puts it on the floor. And they're like, "Sure, we sure can. we can." And then he throws it in the corner where nobody. However, at that point, since you clearly know what's happening, I honestly would just go full on petty and just jump on the hat. I, that's probably true. Oh well, yeah. Ooh ah. Um, and so he's like, what? so he's like, hey, yeah, basically, or yeah, then he should step on the hat and destroy it. Somebody just get him out of there. So he's like, God, got us again. Goosh. It's clear at this point that nothing he does is going to be honest. So, well, honest, of course, being a relative term in this case. I mean, nothing he does is going to be in the spirit of good sportsmanship. No, absolutely true. So it happens over and over and over again. He bets to see that none of them can figure out, none of them can, that he can figure out which egg in a dozen eggs isn't hard-boiled. So they take the eggs that, um, that super Superman hard-boiled, and he's like, you can take one regular egg, put it in there, and I can tell you which one is which. And they're like, how can you do that? And apparently, if you... I've tested this theory. It's not false. Right. That if one is wobbly, then it's a raw egg. And then, uh, what else does he do? Oh, he's like, you got, you three guys, hold on to my arm. And I, I, well, you know, I bet you, if you hold on to my arm, you can't, I can't, I can drink this liquid, this glass of lemonade and he extends his arm he's like if you guys three guys grab my arm I bet you I can drink this thing of lemonade and they're like no 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 way and then he grabs it with his other hand he grabs it with his other hand so what we've learned is they really need to work on specifics 
And Jimmy Olsen's fans are super, super gullible. Well, they take after their idol. So then the last one being he can remove every speck of pepper from the salt without touching with his hands or blowing it. And so he's like, uh, they're like, now there's no way. That's no, no, compare. So apparently if you uh, comb your hair and it generates static electricity and all the pieces of pepper will flock to the comb. Although I'm sure... I kind of want to test that theory. Oh, uh, maybe we will afterward. But I actually am sure that it wouldn't do all of them. Most of them. Right. But he said all of them. So, you know, so basically he walks out with an entire handful of trophies. All of their Superman trophies. Right. And I think doesn't he doesn't... He also, like... Calls them all on. Right. He's like... No, no. So, yeah. Basically, he hoodwinks them and leaves with an armful of trophies. And um, the kids don't uh, close the door and decide to beat the hell out of him. Uh, which they certainly could. They could have also elected to jump on his hat. Right. But, of course, they're... Uh, they are lovely young boys, upstanding citizens, so they don't do anything wrong. I mean, I'm an upstanding citizen most of the time, but if it becomes clear that this dude isn't playing by the rules, then I'm going to step on his hat. Well, he is playing by the rules. He won them fair and square. Okay. He just outsmarted them. If it them. becomes clear that this dude's being a poor sport and he gives me basically an opportunity to step on his hat, I'm going to step on his hat. Well, sure. But also, like, you know, at the same time, after, like, the second one... They should have wised they up. They should have just wised up and, like, cut their losses. Yeah. But they didn't. They're not smart enough. No. So they, they finally... So he's like, I, got, I guess you, got, you, guys are, you guys are out of trophies. He's like, wait, well, we got this Jimmy Olsen bow tie. And um, the guy's like, I'm good on bow ties. That's not worth anything. Hey, who? It's not... So that, so that, you know, they're like saying, oh, no, now we have no trophies and no money. Now, whose fault is that, child? Duh. And we can't tell Jimmy that we lost everything gambling. Yes, you can. So then Jimmy shows up He'll and he's like. judge you. He's like, hey. Then Jimmy. So Jimmy then shows up and is like, hey, I got another thing for you guys. And then the guys are like, ugh. So they tell Jimmy what's happening. Um, and he's like. Well, we they took us for everything except your bow tie. And uh, they <laughs> Jimmy says, you held on to my bow tie. That's real loyalty, kids. I don't know what that means. They tried to gamble yeah, on his bow tie, what, too. What they don't tell you, yes, is that they tried. It's just that he didn't want them. So he's like, all right, I bet. He's like, now, now you guys know you shouldn't bet on a sure thing. There's no such thing as a sure bet. If you're going to bet on a sure bet that you're going to lose. And um, so he's like, all right, I, it's time for me, the boy with a hundred faces, Superman's pal, to come out and win the day. So Skip is then meeting a guy willing to pay good money for the trophies. In order to kind of bail his dad out. Right. So Jimmy shows up at Bet on Anything with Wallow's house. And uh, she's like, Skip just left for Big Bear, Big Bear Lodge up in the mountains. I'm going to guess that the guys writing this live in L.A. and uh, know about Big Bear. Yeah. Which is apparently right outside of Metropolis. So he's like, so Jimmy has packed some golf clubs and is going up to Big Bear Mountain to run into Skip. He's going to beat this kid. That's where he's going to beat him to death. He beats him to death with golf clubs. 
End of story. No, that's not true. Uh, beat the child. Beat the child. Beat the child. So he shows up and sees Skip, and Skip's like, I know you want your trophies back, but I want them. And he was like, yep, you did. Like, But I got this thing. This I got this thing, which is a Superman robot with heat vision that can light a cigar from a distance. And uh, Skip, of course, gets interested. And is like, hmm, yeah, I want that. And um, Jimmy then says, I'll bet this robot against any of your trophies that he won that he can throw a feather from that lady's hat over there over the roof of the inn. And he's like, no way. You can't do that. No one can throw you can't, a feather. And you can't use any of your super friends. And Jimmy's like, all right. So then he grabs the lady's feather. Did the lady say that he could have her? Feather? I guess they just stole it. That's rude. So um, what happens is, of course... He snowing. He of course. He of course knows a series. Yeah, right. Since it is the, in the mountains, there is snow everywhere. It's important that you know that. Gonna uh, play heavily into the next couple of things. So, um, takes the feather, puts it in a snowball, launches it over the roof of the ski launches lodge. over the roof of the ski lodge. So uh, Skip is then like, "You got me!" And so Jimmy gets trophy number one back. And then he's like, "I'll bet you these two trophies against the two that you still own." that I can drive a golf ball a mile. And uh, Skip is like, Olsen must think I'm a chump. I happen to know the world record is 450 yards made by George Bear, the great golf pro. Why do you know that? Which, I don't know, maybe he's a big golf guy. So he's like, all right, I... Now, the thing is also, he makes his living... Off of these... Off of these, these bar bets. So you would figure that he would be like... There's no way that this is like, yes, it seems impossible, but. But you're not fooling me because I know this trick. But there's, or that just like, or just like, there's something I'm not seeing that he is going to take advantage of that he can be able to, that he can be able to fix this so that it does work his way. Because anytime, I mean, you know, that's just life. So, um, so everybody out there, if you're in one of those places where somebody says, I bet you I can do this and it seems impossible. Don't worry about logic. Don't worry about the logic in your own head. Just know that that guy is going. He that that guy is going to take your money, and you just say no. Unless they say they're going to lick their elbow. No, I bet that there's some way to do it. Most people physically are unable to lick their elbows. That's you see, you just said the operative thing. Most people. You have to have a very strange uh... tongue. <laughs> Or elbow. You have to either have a very long tongue or very short arms or some combination of both. Or a very long elbow. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> that would make it more difficult to have. Or a very twisty elbow. No. That's... Perhaps if you had tentacles. No. Dad, what are you... <laughs> are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> But the thing is, like, so you'd figure he'd just go, you know what? Keep that. I'm going to cut my losses. I'm just going to take these two trophies and get a lot of money for them and walk away. So I'm good, Jimmy. You're fine. But no, he's like, there's no way that he can hit that ball a mile. Well, I think at that point he's pissed because of the last thing. So he's not thinking logically at this point. He's thinking like, but. So he plays into his vanity. Vanity. So he's like, all right, I there, there we go. So he sets the tee up. He's like, now you can't hit it off like a mountain or something. He's like, nope, don't need to. Will like, it has to be a totally leveled field. He's like, that's what I want. Not a problem. Not a problem. 
And so, so he sets the shot up on the edge of a frozen lake. And so the it dro- he drove the ball, and then it hits the ice and goes tink, 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 tink. And then uh, Skip says, then somebody's Skip's buddy is like, I can't believe the ball's at Summit Lodge. It's passing it. It's going, going. And then, of course, and then he says, uh, Skip says, hey, wait, give me those binocs. Does anybody call them binocs? No. Has anybody ever called them binocs? Not to my knowledge. So he looks to see um, it go out and it's all over. So he then wins all the trophies back and he's at he's then later at a date with his sweetie, Lucy Lane. And she, she's like, I never would have fallen for any of those bets. And she's like, perhaps not, but I bet. She's like, okay, well, but I'll give you a bet. I'll bet you a quarter that I can kiss you without touching your lips. And she's like, you're on. So then Jimmy uh, kisses her. And then she's like, wait a minute. She's like, I lose. He's like, I lose. Here's your quarter. I just got a kissy kiss. And then she breaks their engagement because even before that, he threatened to murder her. Right. Then she hits her with a purse. (laughs) That's basically what you should be expecting to see. But it's not it's not the case. It is uh, so. Then that's it. He gets the better of her, although uh, he he did lose the bet. He got to kiss his sweetie. So his then, sweetie did not want to kiss him. I know it's weird. It's all about consent. Anyway, so then we have Casey the cop. Casey the cop is at the doctor, and the doctor says, "Hey, you have a very bad sore throat. I don't want to take. I don't want you to talk for the next few days." And the cop's just like, "Well, I uh, I got to be on duty." So he takes the recorder. It's not funny. Don't like them. Really hate them. I'm really growing to resent them. We're now at like ten years of these. Yep. And um, I don't think any of them has gotten funny ever. There's no fudge judge. You really want that on a t-shirt? I do. There's going to be. F- I'm, I'm. I'm pretty sure they're going to be fudge judge t-shirt right that up there. With, going to be selling? I very possibly. Uh, along with um, this robot is trained to smash your camera. Okay, that I can do. Um, so then we have super coming attractions. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the superverse. So then we have uh, the world's finest Batman and Superman battle the mightiest villain of all time, the composite Superman. He has the combined superpowers of all 21 members of the Legion of Superheroes, which is a lot of powers. No, the greatest supervillain of all time is Kite Man. <laughs> I'm just going to let that lay. <laughs> I got the reaction I wanted. <laughs> I'm just going to let that lay. You will get very little argument from me. <laughs> and then in Superboy, we have an all-time wait, traveling wait, wait, episode. Can I revise my answer? Sure. The greatest superman, supervillain of all time is the Beard Society. <laughs> the Beard Band. Whatever. It's called the Beard Band. Whatever. The Beard Band. Oh, that'll be another t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, so then we have June Superboy uh, as an all-time travel issue. Superboy of 800 years ago, plus the boyhood of Dad Kent. And then in Adventure Comics, this is Lightning Lad imprisoned for life by his fellow superheroes because he broke the Code of the Legion. What's the Code of the Legion? I don't know. Oh, wait. Is it like, I think it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about the Legion? Right. So maybe he talked about it. And then the second rule of Fight Fight of the Legion is not to talk about it because that's the second rule of Fight. So I'm not in Fight Club, so I get to talk about it. I've, I've never read the book or seen the movie. Is it a book? I it, think it might be a book. It is a book. I read the book. Okay. I read the book. It has an enormous, glaring, 
glaring plot hole. What's that? Do you want me to spoil it for you? Not right now, no. Okay, I'll tell. Maybe I'll tell you off. They make the soap, but it's made out of human fat instead of regular fat. No, that's not the big plot problem. There's an enormous, enormous, enormous plot problem that you could drive a truck through. But humanity um, are the true monsters. Well, always, but that's not the case in this case. I will tell you later. They were dead the whole time. Yes, but no. <laughs> so. And then, loves mystery space girlfriend. Yeah, you figured it out. <laughs> no. All right, so. My turn. Yes, so now we can bring to our third story, and in our third story, as previously stated, it is going to be read by young Ella Plum Rowland, who's about to be a junior in high school and a manager of. I'm already a man- manager. Manager of, of uniforms. uniforms. She's a manager of uniforms. She is a, a, ma- a marimbist. She is a that's, percussionist. That's, uh, uh, she is uh, a, a, a gadfly. What? A, ga- a gal about town. No. She's. Uh, I don't like to leave the house. She's. Um, Footloose and fancy free. Neither of those things and apply to me. She's a hermit. <laughs> Closer, but a little extreme. She's uh doesn't like to go out. She's uh she's a shut in. No. Nah. She doesn't she's antisocial. Uh, asocial. She's pro antisocial. What? She's uh Doing all kinds of things. She's all What's over. this? Jimmy Olsen, the pal of Superman, has turned into a crook on a distant planet and is robbing that world to his heart's content? Jimmy, a cosmic desperado? You don't hear that word a lot anymore. Hard to believe, isn't it? Well, this is no hoax. Jimmy really has turned into a robber in this amazing story. Try to guess the reason why. Sharpen your wits and see if you can figure out the incredible mystery about Jimmy Olsen, Super Thief. You interrupted me. You interrupt me all the time. You don't interrupt your father. Don't interrupt your daughter. No, don't interrupt you. You first. No, no. Do as I say, not as I do. Do. Lead by example. Uh, be quiet. <laughs> Children should be seen and not heard. And why are you doing a podcast with me? Because I get to shape the narrative. Not always. I don't know. All right. All right. Um, so then we have, uh, so it's the future, and you know it's the future because they're all wearing the same uh, leotard. You don't know that it's the future. Or it's a distant planet. It's an alien planet. And you know it's an alien planet because everybody's wearing the same outfit. And they're all wearing, but they're wearing different color hats, helmets. And yeah. a guy is saying, stop, thief! That daring young crook from another world is steering our greatest inventions, is eluding us again. And Jimmy says, ha ha, those alien cops will never catch me. I'm too smart, too slippery for them. One more big job and I'll blast off for Earth with my stolen loot. So then, uh, Jimmy Olsen is on some kind of a round... Interstellar diplomatic mission. Right. So he goes to... First he goes to one place. And gives them a trophy. He distributes his trophies to the leader of different places. One where he gives like a... He gives a replica of the city of Skandor, some replicas of Kryptonite, a flying uh, crypto doll that goes arf arf and flies around. And then a miniature exploding... Krypton. Krypton, which is the place... So he goes to this place where no crime exists and everyone is wealthy. So then... What? I don't know. Why do you say it like that? I don't know. It's just weird. It's a weird place where, like, everyone is wealthy and uh, there there is no... So if everyone is wealthy, does that mean that no one's wealthy? Uh-huh. Humanity is the true <laughs> What? 
It's just a, it's just a legitimate question. Well, you know, and also, if, if everybody's rich... That's who, how philosophy works. That's what Syndrome was saying throughout the entire first Incredibles. If everyone's super, no one's going to be. And also, if everyone's rich, who do they oppress? Themselves? Ah. Ah. The trees? I don't know. The trees. So... They oppress the trees. It's like, uh-oh, the alarm bell signal. A ship must alight until it is astro-propulsive batteries gets recharged. So he then goes to another alien planet. And he goes, hey, the batteries are real ch- recharging, and I got an idea. Why don't I... Stop on this alien planet. Stop on this alien planet and hang out. And he's like, odd. Everyone, man, woman, and child, is dressed the same. Instead of wheels, their autos have many swift-moving metallic legs like caterpillars. I mean, at least for once he mentions that it's not normal for everyone to be wearing the same outfit. And whole cats, holy cats, the folks <laughs> rise and descend from one sky road to another in compressed air elevators. And whole cats. Whole cats. <laughs> Things are sure different here. So basically, he's on this foreign planet where... Somebody, then there's like a kid on some kind of crazy unicycle thing that is... Spots Jimmy. Spots Jimmy. His helmet flies off and he's like, hey, there's a freak. (laughs) And he runs off to tell everyone. I'm scared. So he puts on the helmet and the helmet is a universal translator. And so he goes to, so he looks into an alien home and he sees... One of them doing like a sage burning ritual. With a with an ashtray that flies around the room and picks up ashes. And he's like, huh, I'd like to get that for my boss. But if I took it, that would be stealing. Should I or shouldn't I? I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But he winds up doing it. And he then... He puts it in his briefcase. He puts it, he's just, I'll just put it in my briefcase. No one will find it. So then he gets out, and then these guys in red helmets run at him. Run at him. He's like, "Oh no! Oh, gee, cheese it! It's the cops!" So then he goes and he steals a prediction machine, and then again, red helmeted guys show up, and he's goes, "Cheese it! The cops!" And then he goes to the this world's version of Professor Potter. It's a science fair. Who has like, hey, I got this pill. It can make any wish come true. So he takes the pill and he turns. And then Lucy shows up and starts to kiss him and then she fades. No. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Okay. All right. So he's like, so the the guy, the scientist takes the pill, wishes himself young, and then he's, he's, uh, he's young and he's like, but the pill's effect only lasts briefly. So Jimmy's like, hey. Give me those pills. So he takes the pills and he wishes Jimmy, he wishes that Lucy would be in front of him and crazy about him. And then she is transported mis- magically from her from the plane that she's in to this planet, starts kissing him, and then, of course... Disappears uh, back. Right. And then she's like, I just had the most vivid daydream. Right. You would not believe... It's like, it's crazy. What's happening? So then there is the joy sphere that makes you relive mentally the happiest moments. So basically, Jimmy is going and basically looting this planet. Essentially. <laughs> oh, wait, there is this one time... There's this one thing where he says... He keeps oh, trying to justify wait, it. Wait, right. He keeps justifying in his mind. One of the first things he says is, was like, Hey, some of Earth's ancient explorers used to swipe valuable things from natives during their explorations, and they got away with it. That I will too. doesn't make it <laughs> right. No. You know what happened? That is... Everyone who is not white got mad at the white people. You know why? Because they kept on taking stings and murdering people. See, that is that 21st century sensibility that we keep talking about. 
So um, doesn't mean that you. That's not. So then there's this joy isn't sphere. Okay, then. No. No. Yes. White people were terrible for a long time. For lots of people, and we do still. And there's still. There's still much to learn. Yes, but we are going to put that down for the moment. No. As we move forward. No. And talk about how this boy is just. He's one of them. He is looting. He is exploiting. He is not a justification. He is colonizing this planet and looting it of its resources. Colonizing it. He is basically. No. And so. to declare it property of Earth. He's not trying to declare everyone on their Earth. But he wants to bring it to the Earthlings. He wants to give that flying ashtray to to, to, to yeah, Perry White. And silly. he wants to... He, but but uh, explorers took from natives and they yeah, got away with it. they also tried to claim those lands and those natives as like Spaniards or whatever. So the final thing that he steals is this joy sphere that makes you relive mentally the happiest moment he ever knew, which in Jimmy's case is the time that Superman gave him a watch. What? Not the time you almost murdered your girlfriend? No. Not the time. Not even the first time he ever met his girlfriend or the first time he ever kissed her. So he then is like, I got to go. Okay. The thing's charged. All I got to do is go back to my ship and out of here with all this stolen loot. And then, ha, ha, ha. This was my last big gig. One score and then I'm out of here. Uh, but then the crimson helmeted guys show up. And they're like, hey, you. And he's like, oh, no, the police. They're like, hey, we're we're not the police. There are no police on this planet. So they shoot him with this weird uh, this weird ray. And then suddenly there is a giant statue okay. of Jimmy Olsen showing. And then they call him. He's like, okay, so this planet has made laws that make stealing legal. And that the radiation from their belt buckles um, will nullify their conscience of whoever wears it and so guarantees. I have a question. Sure. You there? I have who's, time for two more. Whose idea was it? I don't. They're very high. They were like, you know what we could do today? We could. Like, I wonder how that went. Not even like when they're making the idea for this story. Like, in, in this universe, like in that government meeting, I wonder what guy was like, well, you know what would solve all of our problems if with the made, criminal justice system? If we made Just stealing. eliminated entirely. Well, then what are we going to do with the criminals? What criminals? Stealing is legal now. Well, they're still murderers. <laughs> I mean that's that's fair, but like there are still violent criminals. I know there are still people who are building things against code. <laughs> building things against code, <laughs> but you know, but like whose idea? Like, well, you know that thing that's yours. Well, I really want it. Well, you can't have it. Why not? It's the law. Well, guess what? Well, I'm gonna steal it. So well, guess what? That's different now. Why? Because I'm in charge here and I want it. So basically. They want Jimmy to come to their planet. And why? Because he's going around to all these other planets and giving all of these items that he conned out of Superman. So, of course, Jimmy must be the greatest thief that ever lived. Oh, these poor morons. And so... Do they not know? No. Of Jimmy Olsen, Superman's famous friend? No, they do not. So they just think that he's this guy who swindled uh, Superman out of all this stuff and therefore is the greatest thief that has ever lived. And um, so he's like, ugh. And then they say, farewell, you lovable rogue. <laughs> he's 
a lovable rogue. Um, okay, so, and then, of course, Jimmy's like, oh, imagine, all the time I thought I was being chased by the alien police force. They were actually peep crooks who idolized my villainy. And then he, Jimmy, and then uh, Superman says, to think a world exists where crime is legal and you're its greatest hero. That's an honor I've never had, Jimmy. Yeah, I hope so. Yes, he's not a criminal. All right. So then that brings us to the last story. No. And then we have the exciting war game Task Force. Task Force. Which I believe is the game you can actually find online to learn how to play. So that brings us to the end of issue 77. I would like to thank you all once again for listening. Thank you. If you have a moment, if you could subscribe, write, or review, uh, and or tell one of your friends one of the stories that you have heard on this podcast, and then if they want to know more, just point them our way. Please, put it on a billboard. Jimmy Olsen tried to murder his girlfriend. Um, we are at Other Pals Pod on Twitter, Facebook slash Other Pals Pod, and Other Pals Pod on Instagram. You can also drop us a line at otherpalspod at gmail.com. Um, I would like to thank the Spin Doctors once again for not suing us, for allowing us to, uh, you know, not really allowing us, but for not telling us to stop using their song, Jimmy Olsen Blues, as our theme song. And I think that's it for me. Anything for you? Support your local roller derby. Okay, so until then, um, this is Gary Rowland. This is Ella Plum Rowland. And we say Superman away! Away! Away!